Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. I'm not going to turn your mic on. <laughs> Enough of the offices over there. <laughs> little, Look. St- little stuffy smurf over there. Welcome in. This is old school. This is new school. You guys are young. Man, Jay, we you just got done. Be- Were you listening at all on the way in here? No, I was I was speeding and hitting the horns on the uh, <laughs> the guy that was in the minivan. <laughs> Must have been reading like a, a three-page-long text that was going 10 miles an hour. <laughs> it's very important. Yeah. 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sutter Hammond Text Line. Both those open for you. We will return your text. We're not like uh, Connor Happer and those guys leave you on read. <laughs> we we, read we text. will we will participate in return text, or at least Jay, they will. Jay, how do you feel about so so Happer and Schaefer do a thing called the text bag where people just text in random questions and we answer them. We just had one, we called it the tip jar, where it's the same thing. People text in random questions, we answer it. How do you feel about that? I'm, I'm, you good would, you, that? would you do that for a segment? Yeah, I'm down like four flat tires. All right. <laughs> I bet. 4.30. Is that 4.30? Yep. What do you, you want right. to call it? The tip drill. <laughs> we'll call that the tip drill. Okay, that's the tip drill. <laughs> yeah. 4.30, everyone. D- tip D- drill with hey, Jay Foreman. D- DP just crashed in his Uber wherever <laughs> he was. <laughs> he said, no! Right. Whatever right. questions you have for Jay, Nick, and I, go ahead and ask them. And, and I'm not saying we're going to read all of them yeah, because no, we'll monitor some of you. them are dangerous and, and we, we will not read them or answer them, but uh, we'll get to a good portion of them. 4.30. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we can even always take an early break. How's life, Jay? It's all good, man. Yeah, I mean, look, in this day and time, anytime you, you get up in the morning, you got to be uh, appreciative. You know what I mean? You got to appreciate the small things. As much as you guys sell wolf tickets and try to drive my blood pressure up, you know, I'm always oh, uh, oh. appreciative to see you guys. What do we do to drive your blood pressure up? You you talk too much junk sometimes. And you as soon as I come in there, you walk, you know, come around the corner. Hello, world. I'm here. Nice to see you, Jay. No, it's not, Nick. You know you want to mess with me. It's Jay, all good. What do you do? You you come into the studio first thing every day and, and you I pound say the all, mic. And I say all rise like you should. Jay. Yo. I'm not standing up for you. you it doesn't matter if you do, though. Nick, right. Rico, you know I, I mean? appreciate. I appreciate you. You are vertically challenged. It doesn't I, matter. I that is it, that is know. true. We, we, am, okay, I here's what. What are your thoughts on Bigfoot? <laughs> what is Bigfoot real? Just no. To, okay, perfect. That's all we needed. Yeah. Were you gonna ask me about the Loch Ness monster? Too? No, no. It was a topic of so, conversation. You're wrong, but it's fine. Do you think Bigfoot is real? Yeah. <laughs> now I will tell you this: I've seen some giant human beings mm-hmm. coming to the state of Nebraska that. Like on flights, I'm like, dude, where it's like there are big ogres out there that's been drinking nothing but the milk out of the cow <laughs> and just eating straight meat, yeah, and whatever vegetables they grow, and it's like that's all they've been eating. Dude, I'm telling you, it's like Men in Black, where the Bigfoot is can put on like the human suit yeah. and they just look like humans. That's probably what you saw. Yeah, I don't know about Big, I don't know about Bigfoot, man. That's all right. No, no, that's fine. And, and I wasn't trying to start another conversation about it. We, we we're not doing that. We've talked to forever, but okay. So Monday night football last night, 
Vikings Bears. What what's it going to take for the Bears to win a football game? Because they they're going to have to fire. To be honest with you, what they're going to have to do, and it's real tricky. So, the owner of the Bears, she's a, she is a I think McCaskey family. I think it's his daughter, right? Or she's a little bit older. But they're going to have to have as an ownership group really, really be involved in one the GM hire and make sure that this GM has either affinity or wants Justin Fields because you can't go get this GM that wants some you know that's not the court he never really thought he was good because mm-hmm. then now your your franchise is back even you know set back even longer because you got to mm-hmm. let this Justin Fields develop for at least three years and, that, and this year not included so for at least two more years so you gotta you gotta get a GM that's built a team that has an you know idea of what he really wants to do to build a team not just be like oh well oh we're gonna we're gonna take Mitchell Tabrisky after like three games and pick him number two <laughs> yeah and then just pass on Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. and everything else so you got to do with that and then you're gonna have to get a coach that uh you know kind of that also is whether he's a defensive-minded coach or whether he's an offensive-minded coach by trade that Justin Fields would have been their guy if they were drafting last year mm-hmm. and then move along from there. And I think, you know, really I think their defense is pretty good. I mean, you got to think their defense played a heck of a game last night without um, four of their back-end guys and without Khalil Mack. Yeah. So – and without um, – uh, what is their linebacker fifty eight? That was a first round pick, I think, um, he, or D- Danny Trevathan. Yeah, he he's been out, and he's he's like their heart and soul of their defense. You know what I mean? So and Goldman's out, and he's a pretty good defensive lineman. So their defense is pretty solid. You know what I mean? Not even solid. Their defense is one of the top twelve in the league. Yeah, and with a better offense, you got to think they'd go up. You know, maybe top eight. You know, if, you know, Khalil Mack comes back. So obviously they're going to have to try to get talent around. Um. Justin Fields, start with the line. I like the running backs. You know what I mean? I like Montgomery. Yeah, Montgomery. Yeah. Um, obviously, Robinson is good. You're going to have to, you know, obviously pay him if you want to keep him. And then they're going to have to not only build through the draft, but they're going to have to, uh, you know, build, you know, through free agency and not, um, you know, and not overspend, and, you know, not overpay for average players. You're going to have to get guys that can fit in the pieces. So, you know, Jimmy Graham still has a little bit of tread on the tires. The backup tied in is pretty decent. Um, so it really just comes down to – I mean, it's a, I wouldn't say it's an easy fix, but it's a lot easier fix than, say, like Jacksonville. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I was going to say that. Who's Who has more promise as a young quarterback? Is it Lawrence or is it Justin Fields? I, know, I thought, I know I it's thought Justin Fields was better than Lawrence last so year. I. Um, I think they're probably about the same. I think Justin Fields maybe has a little bit more because of his ability to run and really – you know, break down defense, but both I think are going to be good in the NFL. Um, I, I, you know, I think Jacksonville has the same problems. You know, look, you, get, you hired a coach, you didn't even make the first year. Mm-hmm. He was pretty much ran the whole whole show. Now again, you 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 have to get a guy in there that's going to be your 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 true leader, which is your GM, and then build from there and uh, build a different culture. See, I think the culture in Chicago. That expectations and the culture of Chicago, Windy City defense, tough has been there since the the day the Chicago Bears were, you know, created. Jacksonville is a little bit different because you're in Jacksonville, okay. Number yeah. one, it's a dump, and then they've been you know losers for a while. But let's not also forget 
Houston's in the same situation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not definitely the organization that I left, and it's so there's a lot of repairs that have to go on in the NFL, and I think a lot of these owners. Here's what people don't understand about these owners: majority of them, the NFL franchise, that's just kind of like their toy. That's not how they became billionaires. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's not how they became billionaires. Yeah, they just bought it because they wanted it. So to. they bought it because they thought it would be cool, and I want to be that guy to own the team, it's right? Like, oh, you can just say, like, oh, I own an NFL franchise. Like, oh, look at me. I'm so cool. Right. Not everybody's going to have the way that Jerry Jones did it, where he mm-hmm. took it and really took Dallas to, like, the stratosphere. We got an interesting text. Did all the offensive in- injuries for Tampa Bay save Antonio Brown's job? Uh, they definitely enhanced it. Because of I, I don't, it, I don't think he would have brought, been brought back as soon if, if Godwin and, and Mike Evans didn't get hurt. And no, I, not as soon. I, no, I, he, maybe a week or back. two because mm-hmm. they would have. Well, obviously they would have probably looked better on offense, and they probably would have had a better chance to win. And then you, you know, you had Perriman that's kind of made some plays, so they probably like, look, we can kind of roll with that. And Gronkowski is starting to, you know, come back. You know, he's back, but you know, get back into football shape. Yeah, I mean. It's, it, it's now he moves into a starting role within a week or two, because as much as Antonio Brown has been an issue, he's he's still very productive. He's supremely talented. Yeah, supremely talented. Hall of Fame talent, free agent mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just so, his off the field antics are not helping his his on like his on field. Um, production is fantastic, but once he gets off the field, it's 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 no holds barred, and he kind of does whatever he wants, and that kind of it doesn't affect his play on the field. It affects him getting onto the field, right? And and then when he was in Oakland, it affected his decision making. He had a good year last year, on and off the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Bruce Arians even said it. I mean, he was proud of the strides he made. He cleaned up all of his legal issues. He you know he 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 went he went through every process he had to do through the NFL. Never missed any like you know drug tests or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Got all this stuff cleared up, and then here you are when you didn't even have to be vaccinated, and you show up with a I mean what what like a fifty dollar fake yeah. COVID yeah. card. Yeah. I mean how like if you think about this right, uh, you think about Antonio Brown. Let's just say let's just say it cost a thousand dollars for that card, mm-hmm. which it probably didn't. He probably was at the barber shop and somebody was selling him, right? And he's dumb enough to say, "Hey, man." He probably got home, talked to his, "Hey, man, I saw these vaccination cards. You know, we don't want to get it. So, hey, you want to go back down to the barber shop? You know, I'll, I'll get give, a couple, give you a couple G's." Mm-hmm. So that thousand dollars got you suspended for three weeks, and probably cost you half a million bucks for a vaccination card. Mm-hmm. And if you got COVID during the year. I think you still get paid. So the fact that you violated one of the – it's like going to the the combine and you failing the weed test. It's like – they call it the dummy test. You know exactly within a three-day period when it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So you either have to prepare for it, just like you prepare for the 40, and you get there, pass the weed test, and then you go on. But you show up and fail it, and he did the same thing. So, yeah, it saved his job, and, you know, um, hopefully he gets out of his own way. But sometimes, you know, guys like that, they just don't get out of their own way. I'm I'm curious your thoughts also. AFC North. I mean, the Ravens, they they have to figure something out. 
without Lamar Jackson. Bro, the Bengals are going to win the AFC North. All right, I is said that, it. I said it early on in the season. I'm sticking with it. Is that who we're going? Is it Bengals? Yeah, it might be who they bang. Who the, the Bengals? And they're going to be down, back doing the icky shuffle. Well, Joe Mixon is in there doing the WAP. I think is last time I seen him dancing. Actually, for a big back, he can get down a little bit in the end zone. Pittsburgh, I think, is just. I mean, you got to give them. They're valiant. They're they're winning games as ugly as possible. I don't know how you win games with, with the corpse of Big Ben. Right, Big Ben is like a shell of himself. Um, really Cleveland, think. you know, the funny thing is Cleveland lost that game, pretty much controlled the whole game, lost that game to the Raiders, and went from first place to fourth mm-hmm. and out of the playoffs. Right, went from wild card, I think, or no, in the playoffs to twelfth. They could still fight their way back, but those these next two or three games are hard for them. They got to get healthy first. Yeah, they got to get healthy. They've got so many people on that COVID list, right? And then you then you talk about these Ravens, whereas you never know with these two games with these two point plays where they'd been because all you had to do is give yourself a chance. One of them was with Lamar Jackson. Yes. So you got the big, the best, and most dangerous playmaker that you need for one drive, and you don't give him a chance by going into overtime. Just kick, yeah, just kick. And even their backup is kind of like a pretty nice. replica. And was on fire, mm-hmm. and you lost that game. Those are two. You would be sitting. You would have almost a three game lead in the division, and now you're tied with like Cincinnati, and they're healthy, and you got a quarterback that he's on a it, bum ankle. On a bum, bum ankle. And that's his best part of his. That's game. the best part of his game. And then you got Cincinnati here, where you got a quarterback that's on the come up. Even though Bro has a little bit of a finger issue, but he's got three dangerous wide receivers. Got a little bit of little bit of. Uh, a little bit of swagger on defense, you know, and they get, they can get after you, especially, you know, in pass rush if they get up. It's 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 going to be interesting to see what happens. You impressed with the job Zach Taylor's doing? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, obviously he's a, you know, Nebraska alum. You know, he's a young coach. Kind of got the job of because he was on McVay's <laughs> staff. Had a cup of coffee. Well, no, well, he actually coached. Oh, yeah, know, he, it, no, yeah. He, he actually, actually coached there. in the league. He wasn't uh, – He was actually on the staff for a couple years and kind of, like, worked his way. Yeah, he wasn't he, he wasn't. He wasn't passing him in the airport lounge <laughs> and be like, hey, you know, like, how you guys got these tea? And I come in here and be like, hey, man, try this one. And then I leave out of here, and next thing you know, I'm owning, you know – Yeah, owning the Cardinals. Yeah, owning the Cardinals or something. Yeah. So, um. So yeah, it's good, and you know they've had all. They were a real young team um, when Taylor took over, but they started to show some promise last year. And with Burrow having kind of a redshirt year, mm-hmm. you know you almost got a number one pick again. And you got to think. I think the the two years prior, their first round pick offensive lineman was out for the year. So they have a lot of guys that are coming off injuries, and it's paying off. And Joe Mixon has been a you know productive player, two receivers, and they did they they did a really good job in free agency, especially uh, picking up uh, Fredrickson and Hubbard as far as pass rushers. Yeah, who's going back to the Steelers? Who's more likely to, in your guys' eyes, who's more likely to be their quarterback next year, Jimmy Garoppolo or Deshaun Watson? The Steelers. If you Cause, would ask, cause, if you would ask me before the season, I would have said Jameis. Oh, I think he'd fit in with 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 the Steelers, mm-hmm. but I think since he you know he tore his knee up, it's going to be you know who knows where he's going to end up. I think he'll stay in New Orleans. I yeah, think they resigned. He was doing yeah. a great he's job. He's doing before. a great job there, and because um, Garoppolo's getting traded. Yeah, yeah, they're not keeping. Yeah, him. I wonder where There's he's no going to end up. Deshaun Watson. That just depends on the whole legal case and what how if that ever, ends if up. It ever, if it yeah. ever even gets to a legal case, if I mean, it's just weird right now. I think that's at some point in time, there's got to be some sort of conclusion with it. I would I would uh, adventure to say that 
even if it becomes legal, he's already kind of sat out. He's already done a yeah. year, mm-hmm. and it's not to minimize anything that he's done. I'm just saying he's already kind of sat out a year. He's got to, you know, he's got to, he's got to at some point in time. I know what he's probably thinking. I don't want to give anybody any money that I that doesn't deserve. But at some point in time, you got to be like, hey, look, I want to play. So if I got to pay a little bit to play to get out of yeah. Houston, because he can't play again for Houston. There's no way. There's no way he'd want to. Also, but will Houston trade him finally? They'll trade him, but the guy's asking for too much, and then so now, yeah. I mean, I think it, it's going to happen. It's just kind of this posturing right now. So they're going to have to they're going to have to give up some of the stuff that they want to receive from other teams, or some teams just going to have to step up and and bite the bullet and give all the stuff that that they want. Yeah, I think the teams know that, especially with the draft being a little bit thin and 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 supposedly <laughs> a little bit thin. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Well, a lot thin and like supposedly franchise quarterbacks. You know, they're they're like okay, well. You know, we know eventually they'll they'll be wanting to, you know, get rid Even of. Even is the who, best who is the best quarterback in this draft? Is it Kenny Pickett? Is it Pickett? Pickett or Willis, right? Yeah, but how? Okay, here's an interesting you, question. I'm always curious. I like how Malik much, Willis. How yeah. much of a how much of a of a negative advantage is it playing at a group of five school like Liberty for for a guy like Malik Willis? Is there any? Oh, well, I'm sure just from playing against like talent. I mean, obviously, playing in the Big Ten is harder than playing. Where he's played, but at the end of the day, every rookie's going to come in and be way, way behind. They've never seen any of the, the type of athletes, complex defenses, or guys that are able to make plays on the ball in college. So it doesn't really matter. Now, what it really, what really comes down to is how fast or how quick he can process information, how fast or how quick he can learn the playbook, and then lead the team and deal with adversity. I mean, you got to think, like, Peyton Manning is probably always thought of as one of the most meticulous and smart quarterbacks of all time. He led the league in interceptions his first year. So if you think that any rookie is going to come in and not struggle, that's then your expectations aren't very good. Now, what really happens, what you really need to look at or always look at is, and I do it in college as well, you can come in make a name or you know splash then how then what do you do the second and third year once people have a full year of tape on you we saw that here in nebraska yep um what do you do to get better at your position so that's really what you you see what you get there in that second year so you know i probably i think right now it comes down to pickett and willis and um you know both of them do things well i think willis might be a little bit more elusive but you know i think they're both you know really if you're Ideally, you always would probably want to go number one, right? Mm-hmm. Your number one draft pick and get it, you know, obviously a great chunk of change. But you'd like to, you know, maybe if you could go to a team that were they a little bit better, you could have more instant success as far as winning. And that sets you up for a better NFL career. Because, Somewhere in the teens. Right. Because you got to think for, Mac Jones. for every Mac Jones, every Patrick Mahomes. There's David Carr and and all those guys that you know. I mean, I remember yeah. seeing David Carr out there. I was like, dude, you don't have a chance in this league right now, staying here because he didn't have a line. Yeah. Then when you got a line a little bit better, you know, got a running back. Then we got Andre Johnson, and then you have a running back, a line, or a number two receiver. And he's already then by the time that you got all that, he's already punch drunk mm-hmm. and has PTSD from getting hit all the time. I how much I want to go back to what you just said about how rookie quarterbacks are always behind. Is that the same for defense? Like for you. How big of a jump was it from college to NFL? I was fortunate enough that we ran NFL stuff when I got there. D- does does so, Nebraska still do that? I think yeah, they, they, they yeah. Do. Yeah, and so it's a little bit easier at linebacker 
corner, I wouldn't. I mean, that's a little bit harder as well. I mean, because you're playing against. I mean, every week you're going against the best dude in the Big Ten times three or four. Yeah. And the number three receiver is usually probably as good as the number ones that you're facing week in and week out. Like you've got Chris Olave and David Bell on the on the same field at the same time every week in and week out week when out. you're playing in the and NFL. And they might be a three or four receiver. And you, you guy you never even heard of. Yeah. And so corners probably a little bit a little bit harder. I think D-line is, is just depends on – you know, a lot of it comes down to, you know, how you were coached in college, fundamentals – and what your foundation is to make that, you know, next, you know, step. And, you know, also a lot of it comes to down to like how much you love football and how much you're, you want to get into the nuances of the defense offense or whatever you're doing. Cause the same problems that kids are like coming out of high school, if they're really like football people, mm-hmm. you don't go to like, I mean, you could get a little bit better at it. What are you getting the pros? You got a ton of more free time, a lot more distractions. Mm-hmm. And then you're getting paid a lot more money than NIL, and then now you got to really try to compete for your spot. So then how does a guy, I don't know, Michael Parsons, he's the first name that came to my mind. How is he finding so much success right out of the gate? Well, one, he's a freak su- athlete. He's a superior athlete yeah. to the rest of the league, his athletic ability. Number two, um, he's football smart. He played at Penn State. That's linebacker U. Mm-hmm. And then Dan Quinn is putting him in positions to make plays. He's coaching him like a lot, like how when I was in Buffalo, Wade Phillips would put he he kept it, he kept it simple, and he's like, "I'm putting you in a position to make plays." How big of a part is that for on the coaches to keep it simple for rookies? Well, I mean that's huge. I mean, you but then you you simple keep it simple, but then period, then strategically, over time. yeah, over time, add more stuff to him. Not trying to rush him too. And much. you know, it's kind of like you know with the Bears. You know, remember when Erlacher came in? They had him playing Sam. Yeah, and then he looked like he ran a five flat. Somehow they said, you know, we're going to stick you in the middle and just let you just. Dist-. And then he looked like he was a four four guy, mm-hmm. and he ended up being a Hall of Fame let player. You, let you read the offense and move from same, there. Same thing with Michael Parsons. They're like, all right, dude, you know, you run a four three. Okay, let's see if you can rush the passer. Yep, knows yeah. about two or three moves. Ain't nobody blocked him since. Well, you he, just you just take the the strengths that your that your players have, and you try to build off of that. You don't try to you don't try to take that player and put them in a spot where you want them. You you take what they're good at and you just expand upon that. Right, accentuate it, and that's and that, that's you know, that's just coaching. Yeah, well, you know who well, does a really, you know who does a really good job of that. Bill Belichick. Yeah, that's true. He takes He's got guys, guys and, that you and, never heard of and turns and, them and into really finds out. Good you know what the thing is that that's funny about Bill Belichick. He's like nine. He's like ninety percent of the people that evaluate players. They always tell you what they can't do, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's not mm-hmm. big enough, or he's not this. He looks at what they can do, and they say, "Hey, Rico, this is what you can do, and this is what I want you to do. I want you to do A and B." Now, eventually, I might need you to do. That doesn't mean you don't know C and D, yeah. but A and B is your job. Mm-hmm. Do your job. Yep. Don't try to do too much. All right. Let's take a break. All right, Jay, you want to do this tip drill? Yeah, I'm ready. Four thirty. All, right. All right, let's do this tip drill. Uh, send in, send in any thoughts that you have, any questions you want to ask Jay, Rico, or myself. Doesn't have to be sports related. It can be anywhere. Yep, we'll do that for about fifteen minutes before we move on. We'll do that next on Old School. Wendy's two for six dollars lets you mix and match some of our best items, like <gasps> Dave single with a ten piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave single, Dave single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that, chicken Sam crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's Dave's nugs, nugs, Sam Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. 
<clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's. On the card only. Single item at regular price.